0: Thanks for joining the fifth season of the Positive Top Podcast. Your hosts, Julie Homrich, a psychotherapist, and Chuck Allen, a pastor, merge faith and psychology each week to help you live a more peace-filled and purposeful life. So settle in and enjoy this week's episode of the Positive Top Podcast. Hi, everybody. It's a great day to find an encouraging and positive word here at the Positive Talk podcast. And thanks so much for that introduction. Hey, Julie, I'm so glad to have you back in studio. It's I missed lot, you the last to be couple of weeks.
1: Here. Yeah, you guys did great. It's good to be back, though.
0: Well, it's good It's, back, it's good to be back with my buddy, <laughs> yeah, we you know? <laughs> so um, we're going to talk about a subject today that I think gets a lot of airplay, but very few of us actually understand what it is. Mm-hmm. But I bet, bet a lot of us so experienced gaslighting
1: Yes yes
0: right. I what I what, when I saw your notes for today you gave some cool examples to start us off with mm-hmm. kind of how gaslighting how, how do we experience it and then I can't wait to hear you give us a little explanation of where it came from because I think that's fascinating. yeah
1: so we hear the term gaslighting in pop culture right and it's become sort of a, a catchphrase right mm-hmm. It's like don't mm-hmm. gaslight me or oh, rather right. gaslighting me but what really is it and yeah. what is yeah. it not?
0: Right. And I think anytime there's
1: some sort of new, you know, phrase or new thing Mm -hmm. in pop culture, we want to be able to kind of break it down and identify exactly what this is so that we're not just kind of going along, you know, with, with the stream, you know. So I think some phrases that we might have heard at times that we might not have realized are gaslighting or things like, you're crazy. Okay. So you bring something up and you're in a conversation with someone and they're like, oh, you're crazy, whatever. You're just Yeah, crazy. you
0: imagine that.
1: Yeah, or it didn't happen that way, right? Yeah. Like,
0: okay, that might be my favorite one. Okay, you just don't understand. You weren't there. There's no way. It didn't
1: happen that yeah. way, yeah. Um, The one that is probably my favorite one, because I am a sensitive person, is just you're too sensitive. Like, this bothered yeah. me. Well, you're just too sensitive.
0: I think right? uh, there. that's probably the, the male go-to, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, because it, it's a lot harder to dig into you know, what, what might actually be wrong Then to mm-hmm. just assume uh, the, it's just mm-hmm. because there's some, their sensitivity chip is right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, highlighted yeah. Yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, one thing that we do to our kids sometimes is, you know, they hurt themselves and we're like, oh, stop it. You're okay. Like For you're real. fine. Right. Yeah. But we don't know what their experience is at the moment. So mm. these are all phrases that are used when an individual is seeking to gain two things, power or control over mm. another person. And it's yeah. through that act that we call
0: Gaslighting, Gaslighting.
1: right? So if you remember, check on our episode about emotional abuse, Mm -hmm. we talked about the two common denominators inherent in all emotional abuse is a misuse of power and control. And And gaslighting is no different. Now, it's defined as a pattern of behavior, and I want to highlight that word pattern. Yeah. Because if this happens once or twice, it's not necessarily gaslighting. Right. Um, It's a pattern of behavior, usually intentional designed to make an individual question their own experience, their own reality, or their own memory.
0: Okay, so gaslighting, then, uh, for someone like me that hasn't studied this, right, this is all new to me, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I think a lot of it's because culture has normalized gaslighting a little bit for us. Yeah. Like, yeah. one of the few things out there that culture has really done positively have brought this to light. Right, Yeah. right. so So gaslighting to me, I see it in couples Mm -hmm. because that's who I work with most, right? But what I see is those phrases that you just mentioned. And I wonder, and this was the question I couldn't wait to ask the therapist in the room, was do you think it is always intentional or do you think sometimes it happens and and that's somebody's communication style?
1: Yeah, well, I think that the... Sometimes it's it's subconscious in a sense mm. because, again, there's that grasp for power and right. that grasp for control. Right. Now, you know, you might not recognize that you're gaslighting somebody, but you do recognize that you feel powerless in the moment and you're trying to invalidate what they're saying. Okay, right?
0: now that answer to me answers a lot of questions mm-hmm. because I do believe, and again, this is an uneducated assumption on my part, but I do believe that when you gaslight somebody
1: mm-hmm. –
0: Whatever it is, whether you intended it to happen or not, because of the desire for power and control, there is still a fault in place. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because the whole end goal of gaslighting is to make somebody question their own reality or their own yeah. Yeah. sanity. Right? Yeah. And if you can do that, then you win. Right? If you could say yeah. your experience is not valid then what do they have to stand on, right?
0: So I've seen um, I've seen couples, like I've done premarital counseling for second marriages
1: mm-hmm.
0: where I've heard somebody describe in their first marriage the experience of being gas-lighted. Gas-lit. Gas-lit. Lit, yeah. Yeah. So wh- when I hear that story,
1: mm-hmm.
0: naturally there's, uh, there's a defense mechanism because I'm not ever doing that again, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Which... Strangely enough, I see that being healthy in a new relationship Mm -hmm. because now they know this Mm -hmm. and they've prepared themselves to make sure I'm not letting that happen to me again. Yeah, And it kind of goes back to what we were talking about my teaching the other day about you're the keeper of your soul.
1: Yeah. And so
0: don't allow this to continue. But let's go back to where did. Gaslight. gaslight. Where did Such the term, an interesting come word, from? right? Yeah, like, it does make what is, sense what does when you think that about mean? it. Yeah.
1: So it emerged from a 1930s. It was a play that they turned into a movie. Yeah. Um, where the husband, he essentially wants this woman's big house and her inheritance, and they become partners and he intentionally uh, kind of leads her to believe that she's crazy. Mm. By what he does is he changes the intensity of the the gaslight, mm-hmm. and then when she notices he's like, no, it, it didn't. It didn't change. It didn't oh, wow. change. And she starts to question her own reality. Yeah. And he does these types of things across the board with her. And it gets mm-hmm. to the point where she actually does end up in a mental institution because wow. she is questioning her reality to such a degree that she's doubting it. Yeah. And that's really hard. That's a very shaky place to be on. Mm. So I think if you've ever been in a relationship where you start to question your own experiences, like maybe if you hear people say like, well, I felt like it was bad, Mm. but was it really that bad? Like it seemed like it was wrong how they were treating me, but maybe was it just me? I don't know. Right. Um, Or if you're continually called crazy, I mean, that's just, Mm. it's such a lazy way to have a conversation. Right. It's like, you don't like what they're saying. So it's like, you're crazy.
0: You're crazy. You know, like, it's like, well,
1: Okay, like that's very lazy. So I
0: worked with a couple uh, that had been married 20 years Mm -hmm. and uh, not a member of my church, but they just referred to me, Mm -hmm. right? And the conversation goes like this. Um, I found out things on his phone Mm -hmm. and I saw signs that I really felt like he was being unfaithful to Mm -hmm. me, but I would try to confront and what I got back was, you really are crazy, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. Why, why do you have this? Why do you have this mechanism in you that all of us assumes I'm bad? Yeah. What if you're the one that's bad?
1: Well, and that's such a good point, Chuck, because gaslighting often happens. It happens most when somebody highlights. Their partner's hurtful behavior.
0: Oh wow! And so yeah. they highlight yeah. that to them. Well, That's what this was, right? Right. Yeah. And
1: then instead of being able to own it, or mm-hmm. you know, even just take some space and take a look yeah. at it, yeah. instead it is—it's like it's like a p- projection. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. you're telling me I'm doing something wrong. I'm going to project that right back onto you, yeah, and say that you're the one who's perceiving mm-hmm. it wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that goes without saying. That that's just hurtful. Behavior, right? It is,
1: and you know, in a healthy relationship, mm-hmm. each person maintains power and control over themselves, right? Okay,
0: that that is a highlighted tweetable statement, right mm-hmm. there. I mean, I, I want to I make sure I say it right. In a healthy relationship, each individual person maintains power and control over themselves. Yeah, they they have agency,
1: right? Yeah. Right, and now this is in contrast. Um, but this is effective self-management, mm-hmm. right? We talk mm-hmm. about this. It, this is in contrast to a codependent relationship. Right. And in that case, each partner seeks to maintain control over the other. Mm. Okay. So it's like, you know, I am nothing without you and you right. are nothing right, without right, right. me. Yeah. Right. So therefore we have to control the other mm-hmm. person. Right. So that's codependency trying to maintain this mutual, you know, control over each other. Now, in an emotionally abusive relationship and in gaslighting, one partner seeks to maintain control and power over the other mm. partner, right? So, you know, inherently we, we are all flawed, right? Sure, we're human, sure. we're imperfect. And so there's going to be times where we're all going to need to receive feedback right. to change and grow. Right. Now, gaslighting is common amongst a population of people that therapists would say, would meet criteria for something called narcissistic personality disorder. But when people hear narcissism, they think, oh, they think they're the best. They think they're better than everybody else. At the root of narcissism is a deep core insecurity.
0: Yeah. So I learned this. Um, a few years ago. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: When you start looking at all the different points of narcissism, Mm
1: -hmm. they
0: always point to that individual insecurity. Insecurity. I mean, there's a big well in there they're trying to fill.
1: Yes, exactly. And when insecurity prevents someone from receiving feedback, Mm. right, they can't tolerate that there could be something they could do differently because they they already feel so bad about themselves. So the
0: defensive mechanism is to fire back.
1: Yes, they fear that the illumination of their struggle mm. will threaten their power grip, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, without effective communication skills, without humility, many people resort to manipulation, right? Which yeah, is yeah. what gaslighting is. Yeah. Now, gaslighting is especially insidious because the goal isn't to just manipulate you; the goal is to get you to manipulate and question yourself.
0: Okay, wh- to me, which is that a big difference. With, there's a big difference there mm-hmm.
1: because. If an abuser can get you to manipulate yourself, that is the ultimate win for them because it Absolutely. allows them to blame you yeah. for your own belief in a lie. Yeah. So they're, they're hands off, right? And there's nothing, yeah. like they this have couple, no problems.
0: Um, I, I will never forget this, Jill, And This couple I was referring to. Mm-hmm. So I had had like five sessions and we're like in, in a sixth session. And in this session, this guy literally looks at me and he says, I'm so done with this. Mm-hmm. Both of you are portraying me like I'm the bad guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He walks out. Yeah, I mean, he walks out. Yeah, and this this poor wife, like she's sitting there. She's not sobbing or anything like that. She's literally thinking, "What did I do? What
1: did I do?" And I feel yeah. so bad
0: you. Know, you didn't do anything,
1: right? And because it becomes a pattern of behavior, yeah, it that pattern continues mm-hmm. where there's the the person who's deflecting, yeah, and then yeah. there's the person who is owning something that was never theirs mm-hmm. to own. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so at the core, gaslighting tactics are deflection, they're distraction. Yep. If a person can't honestly look at their own problems, they'll identify you as the problem for bringing it up. Wow. And so, you know, it's interesting. Um, there, I remember when I was in college and I was in a campus ministry and there was this phrase and, you know, they were, they were trying to encourage women to be eventually good wives. And I, yeah, I yeah. think, it, you know, there was a good heart intention behind it, but Get your they place, would, woman. They would, say, <laughs> they would say, don't ever nag your husband because if you nag, then you become the problem and the real problem doesn't get addressed. And when you first hear it, like I ate it so up. So how old
0: were you when this happened? I don't
1: know, eight, 19, 20. Yeah. So I ate it up because I'm like, oh, yeah, I never want to be I'm a I'm never going to be the nagger. I'm never going to be a nag. Yeah. I don't want to become the problem, yeah. you know, all this stuff. But then I realized, like, wait a second, like, there is, there's a little bit in there that puts responsibility on the person who's bringing up the problem right, as right. opposed to the person who created the problem, yeah. right? So, you know, there's, there, it's very... Um, there's it's it's kind of uh, subtle. Gaslighting yeah. can appear very, very subtle. Yeah. And that's why it's so confusing for so many but that's, people.
0: It, that kind of goes back to the play that became a movie, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's a it's a subtle adjustment subtle that change. you convince somebody that's not the way it uh-huh. is.
1: And then over time it's kind of like the frog in the pot of boiling yeah, water. Right. You know, it, it gets more and more and more right. and worse and worse. And then you start to really question your reality in all areas of your life.
0: So let's talk about some um Examples. Yes. All right. So I'll throw a couple out okay. and you just kind of you do your thing. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's one of the, trivializing. Yeah. Let me say that triv- trivializing.
1: Trivializing. Yeah. yeah. Accusing you of overreacting. Like yeah. it's no big deal.
0: Like what do you, why Why is that a big deal? Yeah.
1: Right. And you're yeah. like, well, it is to me. Well, it
0: is a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Which, which, by the way, just kind of parenthetically on this trivializing thing. Mm-hmm. If it is a big deal to the person that, that you supposedly love. Yeah it will indeed be a big deal to you, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is this is the model of like Jesus in the church. Yeah. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, but if it's a big deal to you, it's a big deal to me. Yeah.
1: You might not see it in the same way that they do, but right. you care about their experience enough yeah. to hear it.
0: It requires just a little bit of empathy.
1: Empathy. And as we'll talk later, yeah. that is the antidote to gaslighting. To gaslighting, yeah. yeah.
0: So let's do another one. This is countering.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's was like questioning your yeah. memory, you know, making up new details about that, something, right. denying something happened.
0: Which, by the way, n- a narcissist is very good at that. Oh, on yeah. On the fly.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very skilled
0: yeah. at that. Because, yeah.
1: again, it, there can't be – narcissists are, are – Deathly afraid of being seen and being known. Right. Because they feel like at the core of who they are, it's it's not- If I'm found
0: out, they're going to know I'm the, found out. who I really am. Yeah. yeah.
1: So there is so much deflection. There is so much projection that happens. I know
0: you see this one in your practice, diversion.
1: <laughs> yeah. Changing the subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turning it back on you. Right. You know, I can't tell you how many times I will say something like, that's that's really important and it has its place. Now let's move back let's to this. Back. Yeah. You know? Yeah,
0: yeah. But diversion is it it happens so subtly mm-hmm. that before long you think well it, well it re- maybe it wasn't a big deal yeah maybe it maybe it is in my head
1: mm-hmm. right uh, that's a good that's a really good point too that thought of is it in my head
0: yeah um, and once you head down that rabbit hole it it can get ugly
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah okay let's talk about another one uh, forgetting or denying
1: <laughs> yeah so some people really you know don't have the best memory, and so you know, if this happens, and that's just a result of memory, that's different. Why are
0: you looking at me like and, it's possibly me because I'm old?
1: I actually, wasn't.
0: Even- oh, okay. I, I saw, I saw that look, and I thought, wait a minute. Just-
1: I wasn't even thinking about you, actually. Okay. I was thinking about my lovely, wonderful husband.
0: Oh gosh, Dan, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry,
1: Dan. Yeah. Chuck, Chuck brought it to the. Okay, floor, we're gonna but- move
0: to the next one. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, but the whole thing about the forgetting, denying thing is. This belief that you can speak it out of existence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ah, no. So and it's just, very
1: different, right, than, yeah. than actually
0: forgetting something. Right.
1: Than choosing to, just because you say it didn't happen, Yeah. it didn't happen, right? Especially That's when you're trying lighting. to convince
0: somebody that you Did are something. forgetting. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's very different than you forgetting a situation versus saying, well, you don't remember it the <laughs> yeah. right way. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, let's throw another one out. This this one seems like it's the most insidious.
1: Mm discrediting yeah and this is where it can become very emotionally abusive because it's very isolating so this is where uh somebody might seek to discredit you by telling others oh well they just get confused really easily Mm -hmm. or they just don't remember things like as a pattern of behavior right Right. um you're trying to to discredit them um you know telling them just making up you know, making up things about them. And the reason, one reason why this is so damaging is because a person who is being gaslit is constantly questioning their um, their validity as, as yeah. a person, yeah. um, their experiences, all of those things. So then when somebody brings other people into question mm-hmm. that, it becomes very isolating.
0: So I hate it that I keep going back to this couple, uh, but I'm so it's distant from example. them now that yeah. it's like, so maybe second or third session, mm-hmm. this guy literally says to me, pastor, I, what, I'm actually worried that she may have early onset dementia. Oh, wow. Okay. This This girl's early forties.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, hmm.
1: Yeah. And again, if, if there is somebody who has a medical issue, mm-hmm. it is most likely not going to be surrounded by all of this relational drama.
0: Yeah. Right? Here's what's <laughs> weird. All these years later, she's like, super happily married, doing extremely well Mm -hmm. and running her own business.
1: Mm -hmm. Because she's most likely learned how to validate herself first and then be in a relationship that also
0: validates her. Which gives, which should give us all hope. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. There is a way to get out of these relationships and start to heal because there is a healing process. But gaslighting
0: is, it's a catchphrase. It is a
1: catchphrase. And I think since it's become such a catchphrase these days, I want to take a moment for us to discuss what gaslighting isn't mm, good, um, because good. we talk about what it is, but gaslighting is not disagreeing with someone. Okay. Right, so sometimes right. people say, you know, Oh, you're gaslighting me because you said that you, you know, don't like the chiefs or whatever. Right. And it's right like, that's yeah. not gaslighting. It's really important that we're mm. able to distinguish this and also to be able to see that others may have a different perspective than yeah, us. Right. Yeah. So These,
0: uh, if you, you, okay, here's a question. I started to say this and I thought, I can't say that with any certainty at all. I'll just ask you. Mm -hmm. And that is, it's, it's possible that Mm -hmm. you could actually use the term gaslighting to
1: gaslight. To gaslight. Yes. (laughs) You are absolutely right. This happens a lot. And again, that's, it's a a way to try to maintain power and control. Mm -hmm. If you can throw a clinical term out there, like you're gaslighting me, right? Yeah. That Um, goes
0: back to what you said about the pattern. Right, right. If it's like a to, to simply say that's not what I heard. Right. That may that may not be gaslighting. Oh, it could be just a difference of how it you saw a, it, heard it, a or experienced. It.
1: Yeah, a difference of um.
0: Which in a healthy relationship, that's a fun conversation.
1: It's really important being able to say I didn't see it that way is a healthy form of communication. Yes. However, instead of saying I didn't see it that way. Gaslighting says, you didn't see it that way. Oh, that okay, is such a difference? cool
0: difference. So yeah.
1: gaslighting says, you are too sensitive. Mm. You didn't see it that way. You are crazy. You just don't remember it right. So remember, we can own our own experiences yeah, yeah. without owning someone else's experience.
0: I, Julie, that that alone, that one brief segment that we just spoke, that you threw out there, to me, that that is the defining moment of between having healthy disagreement mm-hmm. versus weaponizing it. Yes,
1: and power and control. Yeah,
0: yeah. Right. I, that is really good. So let's go back to what we talked about a little while ago. What is the what is the antidote to gaslighting? gaslighting. Because it is within our power, mm-hmm. right?
1: Well, and that's the thing, if, we're, if you're in a relationship with somebody who is uh, repeatedly engaging in this gaslighting pattern, um there's not a lot that you can do to change them yeah. um you can however a lot of people will recommend distance and we'll talk about this a little bit more mm. in the upcoming episode um but the antidote if you find yourself gaslighting someone else and maybe you didn't know right. now you do the antidote to gaslighting is empathy empathy gaslighting yeah. in essence it doesn't end there but it starts with invalidating someone else's reality, saying that your experience is not real or valid,
0: okay? So I I heard this, I can't remember, I think I was listening to a podcast, and I can't remember who it was, it may have been Brene Brown, Mm -hmm. but they went into the detail of the word invalidating, Mm. and um, it's interesting, you, you pull VAL out of that, and you attach it to value, Mm -hmm. And when you remove a person's value Value. from a relationship, you have invalidated that person. This is exactly what gaslighting does. It's exactly what
1: gaslighting is. And people, anybody who's experienced it Mm -hmm. on a regular basis will say, I felt like I didn't have value anymore. Right. Right? Yeah. So whereas, you know, gaslighting starts with invalidating someone else's reality, empathy is entering into someone else's reality with mm. the goal of understanding, with yeah. the goal of connection. I like that. So instead yeah. of saying you're crazy, it's saying, hmm, I wonder what it is about this situation that's leading you to react stronger than normal. Right. 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 Um, yeah. You're not invalidating your experience right. that, hey, this somebody's getting really upset here. Right? right. But it's more like, help me understand. Right. Yeah.
0: Which it does. It, yeah. Empathy allows you the opportunity to step into that Mm
1: -hmm.
0: i i think value keeps you there yeah right yeah yeah
1: it does and instead of saying something like you're too sensitive or it never Mm -hmm. happened that Mm -hmm. way Mm -hmm. you can say you know i i didn't experience it like that Mm -hmm. but it it sounds like you did you know from what you're telling me that's what i'm hearing help me understand your perspective because right now we're not on the same page but i I want us to be able to be you know Mm -hmm. to understand each Mm -hmm. other right Um, if your child falls and starts crying and I'm so guilty of this because we want our children to be adaptable. We want them to be able to shake it off. Right. So sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, it's okay. You're okay. You're okay. You're okay. Right. But it's a simple change in phrasing. You can say like, you know, instead of saying, oh, you're fine. Stop crying. You can say, you know, like, ow, like that hurt. It looks Mm -hmm. like that hurt. I bet you're going to be okay eventually, right? They're they're utilizing our strength in that moment. And then give them some choices. Do you want to shake it off or do you want to sit down for a minute, right? Mm. So we're validating their experience without – we're also helping them move out of it. Because, again, as a parent, it's a little different role than as a partner.
0: You know, this feels to me like – you know, Jesus made this statement in the Scripture that – and he goes overboard because he knows – we're still yeah. not figuring it out. Like yeah. love one another. And then I think if you just followed the model of Jesus. Now, wh- whether you believe in Christianity or faith at all, th- you know that's not my point. My point is I think the whole world would agree if the world acted more like Jesus, mm-hmm. we'd be in a better world, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, Jesus didn't just say love one another. He did that. Yeah. He stepped into people's hurt. Mm-hmm. And rather than just saying, suck it up, you know, shake it off. Mm. It was, there There was an empathy and a value that was exchanged and hurt was healed. Mm -hmm. And I I really genuinely believe that if you claim to be a Christian, Mm -hmm. that this concept of empathy and stepping into someone's hurt, real or assumed with value, Mm -hmm. that's literally what we're called to be.
1: Yeah, and you know, there is no way to heal a hurt without acknowledging it first.
0: Well, wow, that's There's good. There's just no way. That's you, so true. you
1: cannot yeah. if you don't know it's there. Yeah. If you know either you've acknowledged it or someone acknowledges it to you, I can't tell you how many times I will sit in session with somebody and they will tell me something that they've never told anybody. And I will find tears kind of welling up mm-hmm. in my eyes. Mm-hmm. And them seeing me experience yeah. a bit of pain that they have put away for so long yeah. opens it up for them so to good. experience that for themselves. But it starts with, with validating yeah. that there is pain there. And even if we don't yeah, understand it, so good. even if we think that their way of expressing it is a little extra, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. still pain yeah, and that's it's good. still valid. I had
0: a, uh, I had a session yesterday, actually um, a couple in my office and um, I didn't really know why they were coming to see me, but what it became was, they had had a bad experience with a staff member, okay. and they literally they attempted to do the right thing, yeah. right? So it wasn't like they're coming around anybody tattletale right. any or that kind of thing. They came to say, I just want to make sure that you know, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, at first what I want to do is I want to be defensive on behalf of my staff. Member. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do, mm-hmm. right? My first – and it's rare when I do this right, Julie. I'm just being perfectly <laughs> – transparent. I mean, I can get defensive with the best of them, right? But I literally sat there and it was like, it was like God grabbed me by the earlobe and said, slow down.
1: Yeah.
0: Listen up and tell these folks, I'm so sorry you've Mm -hmm. had that experience. Yeah. And mean it.
1: Slow down and listen up. If we all did that.
0: Yeah. So that's what I led with. Yeah. The, The tenor in the room, the temperature changed radically.
1: Yeah.
0: And we had a great session. Mm-hmm. I learned things that I, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they admitted they probably had some bias toward it. Mm-hmm. And it turned out to be a super healthy meeting, even though it could have been like super conflict, yeah. right?
1: Well, because remember, we talked about this. We're always either co regulating or co escalating. That's so good. So yeah. you had the opportunity in that moment. To in defensiveness, co-escalate, you know, escalate yeah, right, with them right. or in humility to co-regulate. And then you guys are actually at a place where you you can brainstorm and you can yeah, talk through yeah. and, and it
0: turned out to be great. Mm-hmm. But I guess I wish I would have figured that out in my 40s, not my 60s. Mm. I, I imagine how much heartache I might could have saved myself and others.
1: Mm.
0: So that kind of leads me to this next question. What do we do when we realize
1: mm-hmm. now
0: that we are being gaslit? Yeah. Like what if you're on the receiving end? Maybe you're listening today. It's like, oh my gosh, that's me.
1: I think for a lot of people, they have a couple of emotions that emerge if they realize Mm -hmm. that. Um, One could be anger that they're getting taken advantage of in that way. And another could be fear Mm. because it's like, if this person does not see that I have value, me telling them that this isn't okay is not going to do anything, right? right? Like, so the first thing to do is to gather emotional space. Mm -hmm. Um, being gaslit brings about a lot of emotions, most often confusion. If you find that whenever you have conflict with somebody, you leave confused, mm. that's that's a little red flag. Yeah, it right? Is. Yeah. Um we can't speak confidently or calmly when we're emotionally charged or confused. Right. Um, so if there's that person or that relationship, commit that next time you're gonna pause the conversation next time you start to feel that way, so you can gather your thoughts before yeah, like resuming that. interaction. Yeah. Ground yourself with deep breathing. And I even encourage people to visualize themselves zooming out from the intensity of the situation. I think that's really healthy. When you're yeah. in it, it's very easy to zoom mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the second thing that I would recommend, if this is a pattern, get the facts and document them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Instead of getting angry and lashing out, which is what we, we tend to want to do. And what does that do? If you get angry and you lash out and you start calling people names again, there you know, the narcissist is just gonna say, We see, look, you are crazy. Yeah, in
0: some way you're affirming it. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: So instead of doing that, you gotta do something different. Okay. Mm. Take some time, identify the facts, you know, don't react right away. Right. Right. And then present your perspective kindly and clearly. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes this looks like a broken record on mm-hmm. repeat. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, I, I told a client yesterday, the goal of any conflict is not the outcome it's that you were faithful in the process that's
0: so good and so yeah. if
1: you are you know a lot of times in these types of relationships there is that sort of um uh like like rope that's attached that you are so tethered to yeah. that person's opinion of you yeah. and so you want the outcome to be a certain way mm-hmm. and you end up disowning yourself in order to try to please the other person, right, right? right? So if you can approach this conflict with, I'm going to stay true to my true, true mm-hmm, to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge the the effectiveness of this conflict on the outcome. I'm going to judge it on, was I faithful in the process? Right, was right. I true to myself? Was I honoring? Did I do what God called me to do there in this, right? I love that. Um, you know, an example, and we're going to go into this in more detail next episode, but Let's say there's a coworker and they're constantly like, you're not doing your fair share of work. And you know right. that you are, right? Right. You can actually, you know, take a breather. But, you know, you can come back and say, you know, actually, I, I finished these four tasks this mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. We can review them now if you like. Right. It doesn't have to be stressful or dramatic. Yeah. Um, now, one thing that I always tell people in these types of relationships is expect challenges.
0: Yeah. This- I was about to say, I, I know we'll talk about this next week. but. Mm-hmm. We should expect
1: they're that if you're being lit, well. <laughs>
0: it's not going to go away once you challenge it.
1: Exactly. If
0: it's it's going to get more intense. It
1: probably will get more intense yeah. because again, that power and control is mm-hmm. feeling like it's slipping away. Mm-hmm. So they're going to double down. Right. You need to stay clear. Right. Remember, if you stand up to a narcissist, they'll do whatever it takes to discredit you. Yep. Or if that's not an option, they're going to minimize their hurtful statements, like "Oh, it was just a joke." Right. Like, it's a, right. Whatever. It's just you oh, know. come
0: on. I was just kidding around. I, yeah.
1: You do. I say this to my kids all the time. You do not have to attend every argument you are invited to.
0: I so <laughs> okay? love that. I need so, that. I need that on the wall in of my office. Yeah. That's so good.
1: Well, and you will be invited too many.
0: Yeah, If somebody absolutely. is trying
1: to gaslight if, you.
0: One of the things that I think, and I don't know that I, clinically, I couldn't say this with certainty, but I, I, I feel like I see this, that somebody that's good at gaslighting, mm-hmm. what they're really mm-hmm. good at is pushing your buttons?
1: Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, because they've identified your weaknesses, right? And they're exploiting them.
0: And rather than being the friend or partner that kind of uh, helps strengthen that area that you're weak yeah. in, they just exploit it.
1: Yeah, I will never forget one of the many things that drew me to my husband is that he was. He he was my biggest fan. He was my right, cheerleader. Right. He was not trying to compete with me. He was not trying to minimize my strengths. He was not trying to exploit my weaknesses. Yeah. Right. When you find somebody like that, you can both truly grow as people because it's a safe place to be.
0: Hey, so by the way, you did this uh, self-defense class last week. <laughs> And so I guess Dan was in the room.
1: He came, yeah. He came because there were so many women. Yeah, you had like
0: sixty-something women. I didn't invited
1: you? some of my black belt friends to come and help yeah. us. Yeah. And he so came. So Dan to let sends them me in. this
0: video, of you doing your thing. Mm-hmm. You know. And so I'm. I don't know where I was at, but I reply, "She's a rock star." <laughs> and this is how your husband replied to me: "Yes, she is." Aww. All in caps. And I. But see. That was just one of those things. Like, okay, that's cool. I love to see partners honor their partner. Yeah,
1: he's he is so good at that. He is so good at helping. Yeah, just helping me feel empowered. Okay, and, and that feels he, like love. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I love seeing you do what you love yeah. and what you're good yeah, at, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I love that. It's it's so encouraging. So that's that is encouragement for our listeners. There are relationships. Yeah,
0: yeah. but but I think your point, and I think this is super valid. Expect the challenge and know that to work your way out of being gaslit is work.
1: It is work. And we're going to talk next week. I really think because there's so much confusion when you're getting gaslit, you feel very confused. Mm -hmm. We need to break it down into some very specifics. So we've identified 10 phrases that people will say to you when they're gaslighting you and some actual tangible responses that, that you can say back so that this is very, very practical. So that, that. because again, w- when we're in the moment, it's hard. It's hard to think straight. It's hard to respond. Yep. So we, we need to be prepared.
0: So I feel like today we, we laid hopefully a, a, a healthy groundwork for you to kind of understand what gaslighting is, what gaslighting isn't a little bit of where it came from. And some examples of if you're receiving or possibly giving in the gas lighting process Mm -hmm. but next week i love this we'll take these phrases unpack them you can identify if that's in your life Mm -hmm. and then know okay how do I respond in a healthy way and I would say to you that if you're out there and maybe you've identified with being gas lit Mm -hmm. know that um, you don't have to nor should you stay in that environment
1: yeah and you know it is not always easy to jump out of a situation like that that's right yeah but to start taking steps.
0: Absolutely. Because I don't means- want to trivialize something that's that significant. And and yet at the same time, you have to take steps because if you don't guard your soul.
1: It will eat you- away at you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You'll become a shell of yourself.
0: And your creator didn't wire you to become a, sh- a shell. I mean, your creator wants you to thrive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, Julie, as always, you brought great content. And uh, I, I trust... If, if you're out there today and maybe you really identified with this topic or you know a friend or family member that might be identifying with this topic on a deeply personal level, share this episode mm-hmm. and jump on board next week in the next edition of the positive talk podcast. I Julie, it'll be a great it'll be a great subject when mm-hmm. we kind of wrap this up and it could be the kind of thing that we might take this, break it down, Maybe give somebody these 10 from next week and uh, some bullet forms that they could download in a PDF and kind yeah. of work through. Yeah, uh, that's But good idea. as always, guys, thank you so much. We're always shocked at how many people keep following the, uh, the Positive Talk podcast as we try to merge faith and psychology. Julie and I will be back next week. And remember, you can always find all of Seasons 1 through 4 and this Season 5 on the positive talk podcast.com also on apple spotify google and most any of the other uh, podcast platforms you can also join us on social media at instagram or facebook at positive talk podcast thanks again for listening we'll see you back next week god bless bye now thanks again for joining julie and chuck on this week's positive talk podcast please share this episode with friends family and social media You can find our previous seasons and episodes on our website at positivetalkpodcast.com and join us on social media for more content at Positive Talk Podcast. Thanks again and go in peace.